Hello and welcome to the Michael T. Justice Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to respond to any of the things you hear, please hit me up here on Anchor, or at Twitter, at Michael T. Justice, or Facebook, Michael T. Justice. Alright, so now I am going to just give in to the signs, because I was involved in a program uh, here in Kansas City, uh, my gosh, in college, so 30 years ago, and when I was in that program, um, it was... It was, it was a really great program. I won't go into that uh, uh, too terribly much. Uh, but it was really cool because it got me some exposure to a lot of how the city run. I spent, it was a summer program. And so over the course of the summer, I spent, uh, we spent, oh, I think it was like a week embedded and uh, uh, in five different areas, the nonprofit organizations, um, labor, uh, different businesses, uh, the media, and the government. Is that five? Government, media, business, labor, and nonprofit. Yeah. So we did that, and um, so we spent a little time, like I said, embedded. So I spent a week at the local TV station and put together, helped put together newscasts and go out on some reporting runs with the folks and uh, spent some time at the meeting that they have to figure out how they're going to, the editorial meeting, how they're going to run the news for the day. And and then the same thing in the labor department or different, like I was at the, now I don't know if it's here anymore, but the union uh, for uh, TWA, uh, which I know is not there anymore, but the airline union uh, where the mechanics were and everything. And but anyway, spent a bunch of time in all these different places, and um, I was just, I just put out a podcast last night before I started my route, um, where I was saying I got to get off the treadmill and move, and so um, I've been thinking, you know, how to, what to do, because this what I'm doing here right now this podcast is really not my podcast this is as I've told you many times it's my therapy my just my like my sounding board space um I'm trying to write my book Tangled Roots I'm trying to uh kind of play with the idea of how to interview people and and like I said just trying to get stuff out and just it's a sounding space and so I was driving this morning and listening to uh, some other podcasts and stuff, and it got to thinking, and like I said in my that podcast that I released, I, I said, you know, the treadmill, and it's like the thoughts that I have, and um, so... I'm 
thinking about how I want to set this podcast up and, and going over for the hundredth time and really how to make it concrete, how to actually bring it into fruition, how to get off the treadmill and start like putting my feet on the ground and running, right? And getting some distance as opposed to running around in my head and staying on the treadmill or the, the hamster wheel, you know? And so I'm sitting there and I was thinking about how to write up a, a, a synopsis of the podcast so that when I try to contact people, how to tell them what I'm wanting to do to get them to come and be guests, right? Because what I want to do is talk to people all around this city. I want to create a body of work that will form, serve as perhaps connection, a hub, if you will, to, to make connections between people. Um, to showcase the diversity that's in the city, um, to provide a way to to create. You know, I'm I'm big on helping my people, black people specifically um because of the disadvantages and the short change and the the bullshit that's gone down right and um so i was thinking about this like how to show the paths and how to make connections and how to do things and anyway uh so I'm thinking about how to write this stuff up because I don't want to just talk to black people. I want to talk to all people and make it, like I said, the diversity. Because I am I believe in diversity. I believe that the way forward is, is through connections. And um, so anyway, I'm thinking about this and how to do it. And uh, like I said, I'm thinking about how to write this this description of what I'm trying to do and, and how to make it to where I can reach out to people uh, all across the board, right? And I was thinking part of what I was, the I was trying to think of the words that I want to put down and everything. And part of the, the deal I, I had thought about, you know, because people are interesting or something like that. And I don't even remember exactly now. But and I, as soon as I said interesting in my head, I thought the director of that program that I was talking about was called Coro. <clears throat> and it's in other cities. But um, the program is called Coro, C-O-R-O. Well, so I'm sitting there. And the first thing I thought when I said, you know, uh, interesting the director of that program way back then, 30 years ago, she used to, we used to have to write up a description of our, our week in that time or that our week in those embeds and, and explain what we were doing and whatnot. And so I, <laughs> I thought she really hates, she hated 
the word interesting. She because we'd turn in a, a like a little essay uh, talking about what we were what we had learned in our uh, experience, like I say, at the union. So, and I would write something down, and I would write like it was. I had a really interesting uh, Mr. Johnson or so and so was really interesting because he da 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 da. And she hated the word interesting because she she had her own reason, her her editorial reasons, because she didn't like that. She thought that it wasn't definitive. You know, she interesting could be bad or good. You know, she wanted you to it was her being a teacher. Right. So anyway, I, I just kind of chuckled and thought about it and like, OK, I need to go back to the drawing board and figure out another way to say that or whatever. And then a few minutes ago. She called me. And I kind of got goosebumps here because she called me out of the blue because uh, a few years ago when I uh, was responsible for all the paper delivery in this area, uh, well, in the whole city, well, part of the city, whatever, this, this thing. Uh, and she, as a subscriber to the paper, had a problem and I was the person in charge of the delivery. So she ended up talking to me and, and I was like, oh, well, I haven't talked to you forever. And so we talked for a moment and, but she had my number and she just called because she, and this is kind of weird. This is why I'm saying like the signs, right? Because she came back from vacation. For some reason she thought today was Sunday, not Saturday. And had called to say she didn't get her paper. Her Sunday paper. And it's not Sunday. And I don't do that anymore. But she called me because she knew that. Because she knew I didn't do her area anymore. But she was calling me just to see if if I might be able to help her out. And, and we we got to talking. And, and, and she was like, oh wait, it's not Sunday. And it's just this weird thing. And so I was like, you know, it's funny. Because I was just thinking about you today. Because I had, I, and I told her the thing about the word interesting and and all that and um then I explained to her what I was thinking about doing like trying to showcase businesses right like uh I'm kind of bouncing around here but this was what I was explaining to her like what I want to do with my my uh actual podcast or other podcasts, I guess I'll say, um, is to show people who are starting businesses. And this is a big city. There are people on the east side of town. That's what we euphemistically call the black black side of town, right? Who are starting businesses every day. There's people everywhere around uh, over in this neighborhood where I live and out in the land of the beautiful people, as my wife calls it, where the mansions are and all of that kind of stuff. There's people doing things. And, and if I can start to build a, uh, a body of work <clears throat> showcasing different people can provide, like I said, a hub for people to be connected. Because if, if my mission statement right is about diversity not let me talk to you about your diversity in your community or in your job and and start telling you who you should hire and that and whatnot and and what's what's your diversity of employment but 
but just giving, right? Just saying, hey, let me talk to you, give you some exposure. And as you build that body of work, in my head, what I see is somebody who I talk to in one area, maybe they examine the lists of people that I've talked to on the show and they then make connections with somebody they maybe hadn't thought of or talked or knew about or whatever, you know, because a lot of our bubbles and a lot of the lack of diversity comes from the lack of mixing and we don't mix because of a variety of reasons, chiefly, right, is the history of this country, right? But but as as you start to it would be a way to jumpstart it, right? Because if you're starting a new business and you're looking for a painter, maybe rather than just the painter down the street that, that you might see, you might think about a painter that I've talked to that's started a business and he's trying to get his thing going and, and you look through that and you go, you know what, maybe rather than do that, I'll, I'll call this guy because that's a way to get diversity going. Yeah, but anyway, just thinking about that kind of stuff, right? And thinking, and so I told her kind of what I was thinking about. And she was like, yeah, no, that's a really good idea. And offered to sit down and put me in touch with people because part of the reason that she was the director of this program is because she was, I don't think she's like, she don't live in a mansion, but she lives over in the foothills. Like, that's why I call them the foothills or the mansions. Because uh, the mansions that I deliver to is an area called Mission Hills, which at one point was like the richest county in the country. Um, or the richest zip code in the country. Uh, a lot of names you would know no matter where you are. Like, uh, I won't get into names of people, but companies that if you knew that well if you look up Kansas City and the big companies in Kansas City I delivered the people who founded those companies uh and there's a lot of them that run tv ads no matter where you live today uh but um anyway and she lives not in their neighborhood but underneath their neighborhood like across the you know those people have I deliver Four different country clubs. <laughs> These people are ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> I, there are four different country clubs in the in my area, and um, one of them, she lives like across the golf course from them because you know there's houses on the golf course that's like the slums of Beverly Hills. But anyway, she she lives uh, she lives across the way, and I'm almost certain that the reason that she was a director of the the program is because she's connected in the social realms of the city, right? Of what runs the city because we had entree into some of the big companies to, uh, you know, um, well, I was telling her like the reason I wanted to start, uh, I guess I'll drop one name, the Mr. K, the Kaufman. Uh, I, 
he's no longer with us, but he's the one who bought the Kansas City Royals and brought them to Kansas City so that uh, we would have a team. And um, so that, uh, and just, there's a lot of his people on my route to his kids and whatnot. But anyway, um, I had been telling my son during my time in that program, we spent some time with him, uh, Mr. Kaufman, and he told us his life story, which was crazy fascinating about how he came, overcame some adversity and um, built this empire that allowed him to be able to buy a damn baseball team, which, you know, means he has some scratch. And uh, I'm kind of proud of the fact that our city, we don't have the name of our baseball stadium is not named after some company with some naming rights or whatever. It's still the K. It's still the Kaufman uh, Stadium because uh, the city loved this guy. Um, And he did a lot. Uh, And I don't want to tap into that necessarily. But his story, I was telling my son his story because... well, I don't want to go too much into this story, but it's pretty fascinating. But I was telling him, telling my son the story, and he was like, wow, that's really cool. And he thought he said something to me then. He said, I wonder about the story of a lot of these businesses around here that have been around forever and everything. And that's kind of what had this little ball rolling around in my head for the last year, really. Um, and so I mentioned that to her. And she just went right off the, she just got geared up on it in my mind. You know, she she was like, yeah, we could get together and I could connect you with this person, that person, and that person. And um, I think that would be a great way to get, like I said, I'm not trying to make money off of this podcast. I'm not even trying to make a lot of money. I just, again, I'm like Gary Vee said, man, if I could just not have to work seven freaking days a year or a week, 365 days a year. I mean, the last time I had off was when I was in the hospital, and I don't mean last week because although I went to the hospital a week ago today, I got out of the hospital at 2 o'clock in the morning. My wife wouldn't let me go to work, which was sensible because I was dizzy and falling around. I was stumbling out of the hospital. Um, But I came home, went to sleep, got up at 7 o'clock and called the guy that was throwing my route to find out where he was. And he was still trying to figure it out because it's complicated because rich people like to build winding roads to keep the rabble out. Uh, And so I went over and started delivering papers again. So I didn't take off even though I went to the emergency room. It was just that I went to work a little later is all that happened um but anyway um so if i could just make enough money that's why i started talking about that so if i could just make enough money to not have to do that to and as i explained to uh vicky the newspaper has 
collapsed. As far as, you know, the they they just listed some layoffs in the the a couple weeks ago they just lay they just lay or uh, laid off something like 20% of their newsroom. So everything is is like I said when I was working at the newspaper as an employee, I was part of a diversity initiative that they had uh trying to build out diversity within the ranks. Well, that ain't happening now. They're just, they're cutting. They ain't worried about who's who. I mean, whatever diversity they have, they have. Um, the coverage that they have is going to be just less and less and less. I mean, it's, it's all going to be less and less. There's just hardly any local news coverage. And so I kind of have this crazy vision that I could almost replace the newspaper in a way, you know what I mean? Not per se, but in its own fashion. And um, what I had told her was like part of what I want to do is go back to the people that I've known. Um, another one of the guests that I want to have uh, early on is the, the a different newspaper that I worked at locally here. But he was the publisher. And just to go to meet, talk with him as a guest, A, because he was an interesting guy. No, that word interesting. But he had a lot of uh, his career uh, covered radio, print. Um, I don't think he did TV, but uh, from his end. And he wasn't a reporter. He was more the business side. And so I'd like to talk to him to as a guest and as a way to say, hey, what do I need to know? What what are the things? Because I know what I did uh, in in my area, which was circulation, which is not at all relevant as far as, um, <laughs> you know, as far as digital, right, the the stuff, that, that was the first part to get cut away. Um, they got rid of, they started getting rid of people on that end 20 years ago because it was 20 years ago that I left Kansas City to go with another uh, sister paper. I went to that paper um, and when I ended up moving back to Kansas City, um, came and talked to some uh, management friends I had here at the Star and was basically told then that, you know, they were under a hiring freeze, which they were, and they just have been, they've just been cutting, cutting, cutting. So uh, it was... Uh, I was able to do, I mean, I've done okay. I mean, but like I said, I have to work seven days a week to do it. And I have to do more and more routes to make the money. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just, just the, the papers not going to be here 
forever. And so I got to make a plan. Now, uh, yeah, but she she was talking to me about being able to connect me with different people. And um, if if I could do that, could make something. So my action item for today, I'm going to make a list of 20 people. I think that's a fair number. 20 people that I would like to have as my guests so that I can have some consistent rollout. Yeah, because if I can get 20 podcasts in the can and then start rolling them out like every day or whatever uh, or every week or I'd ideally like to do Monday through Friday but I know that's a hard hard call but if I could get that list together and by the time I start putting it out it does come out consistently and it builds a buffer because I was you know John Lee Dumas uh has been going strong daily for five, more than five years now, I think. Uh, But daily with people, entrepreneurs all over. It's called Entrepreneur on Fire. Uh, Excellent podcast. Um, But he, um, I remember listening to him talking about how nutso an idea was and he didn't know how if he could you know not that he didn't know if he could do it but he 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 really hit the ground with some plans and one of them I remember him talking about was that he he just got it together he got those people lined up so that by the time he was putting them out he was in advance and I know right now he's something like six weeks in advance because when I hear him talking uh, with people, he'll be referencing things that were clearly like because he lives in Puerto Rico, and he, I remember during the hurricane he was talking about stuff that was, you know, six weeks old, but he was recording for later dates, and so, and several times people have talked about about whether stuff that they're doing will be out by then and that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, if I can get that kind of a lead time on it and I can just start really doing it, it's not unrealistic for me to be able to create an income and and a, and a, a way forward. You know what I mean? Because just on things like the podcast, um, you know, the anchor monetization angle. But once you start getting those kinds of people with businesses and you work out some kind of, you know, if it's a product, then you, I'm sure that's, like I said, would be the first. Uh, when I talked to the publisher, the guy that was the publisher of the paper I used to work at, then I'm sure that he would tell me that you need advertising and you need money, right? And so to build in some local advertising, um, you know, like I say, I talked to this guy who's starting a painter. He was a painter and just say, hey, are you, uh, 
And then I can just vi visualize all sorts of things as far as um, um, uh, as far as the I, I lost my train of thought because my phone flashed at me. Uh, but I, I see all sorts of capability, right? Like a website that has a list of people, you know, Mike's picks or whatever, you know what I mean? The That people that have been guests and then people that want to be guests because I ain't got time to do you, but hey, I'll book you for next, can I get you in six months? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I can get to that point. Uh and just to do some things. But again, got to get off the treadmill. And like I said, like I began this episode saying, uh, I'm going to just pay attention to the signs. Because the signs, I was just thinking about this lady. And she just called me. And then it was really a mistake that she called me. Because it's Saturday, not Sunday. But she was thinking it was Sunday. And, you know, just all the stuff that, puts that together to me that just makes me feel like you know God is saying uh, I sent you a boat I sent you some firemen I sent you a helicopter and I'm going to be dead telling her, God why didn't you save me I'm talking about the old joke about the guy who was in a flood and and died and asked God, why didn't you save me? And he said, you know, I sent you because, but you got to look up the joke. I'm not a good joke teller, I guess, because I guess the people come to him and they say, hey, you, what? The guy's on the roof because there's a flood. And some people come by on a rowboat and they say, hey, hop in, I'll get you out of here. No, no, the Lord will save me. And then a guy in a helicopter comes by and is like, you got to get out of there. The water's rising. He's like, no, the Lord will save me. And then when he dies, he goes to God and he says, why didn't you save me? And he said, what are you talking about? I sent you a boat and a helicopter. I mean, these are signs that have happened to me more than once where things and people that I would be helpful in this endeavor have uh, put themselves and have been presented to me and and things like that, that just, I got to get off my keister and do it. That's all I'm trying to get to. So thanks for listening. And if you want to call me up and smack me upside the head, do it. Call me up and say, man, why are you playing around? Get on with it. Uh... Oh, I started my new Instagram, and I don't even know my name. <laughs> I think it's Michael, because I couldn't do Michael T. Justice, so it is, uh, let me see here, it is, no, it is Michael T. Justice. Well, how the hell does that work? I said Michael T. Justice, but it says up here, Michael Justice 9. And let me tell you about what's this uh, bots or whatever 
because I didn't put anything up on this thing, and I have 13 followers. So I don't, I don't know how they're getting me. I mean, I don't know why they would do that. But, I mean, I got, like, but some of these have a lot of pictures and stuff on them. Like, this one just goes on and on and on. But then, I, like, I've never, KC to HTX. Houston, Texas, maybe? I don't know. But, well, this has a lot of posts and people following and followers. I I got to figure out this whole new world because <laughs> I'm 52 and I ain't never really been into it, but I know it's where it's at. And, um, well, I guess some of them I did follow. So maybe they're followers of followers or something. I don't know. But some of this stuff is like in Arabic and like... I didn't, I don't know these people, so I'm kind of like, okay, how is that a thing, you know what I mean, and I'm I'm wondering if it's kind of like they have, because I hear people talk about the bots on these things, because one of the podcasts I was listening to said something about there being like half of the followers that you have, because the whole thing that they were talking about was how followers is not a way to measure your influence as an influencer, um, but that it's like actual engagement. Because like I literally have done nothing on this Instagram because I had the Instagram under my actual name and was trying to, start one under Michael T. Justice. I got this name in there, Michael Justice 9. And uh, the next thing you know, I kept getting all these, so-and-so has followed you, so-and-so has followed you, and I don't know where they coming from. And then you go to their thing, and they have 27 pictures of different kind of stuff and they're not actual pictures. They're what I could say are stock pictures. So um, it makes me wonder if what we're looking at here is not uh, a way for these companies to just make themselves seem like they're bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Instagram is huge because it's got 90 million users, but if 70 million of them users ain't real users, then isn't that fake? <laughs> and if they're just using those users to beef up your ego because you log in and you go, wow, I've got 13 followers already. And then you think you something, but you ain't nothing. And they already know. And it's just a way to make you then feel like you want to Put your stuff up there or whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm tired because I've been up all night. So what I'm going to do is go get me a nap in. I'm going to report back if I don't. 
feel free to hit me up and say, what the hell are you doing, fool? You're supposed to have 20 people, a list of 20 people that I got letters ready to go to to say, would you be on my podcast? Of course, I got to figure out what I'm going to call it and how I'm going to do it. Exactly. But I'm going to work on it. But there's other stuff I want to do, too. So I don't know. Like Gary Fee said, I am a media empire. <laughs> I just got to work on that. So I think I already said goodbye five minutes ago. So let me say goodbye again. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. Hey, thanks again for checking me out. And hit me up on Facebook, Michael T. Justice. Twitter, Michael T. Justice. And, of course, here at Anchor FM leave a voice message and uh, I would love for any responses and um, requests.